Take ORFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and streaming of primo local content. Download the accessmedia.nz app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This programme was first broadcast on ORFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Real-Time Resilience, Coping During COVID-19. We join Dr Denise Quinlan and Dr Lucy Hone, co-directors of the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience, plus invited experts as they share tips to look after your mental health and well-being during this time. Hello and welcome. I'm Adrienne Buckingham and I'm an educator and trainer for the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience. And today... We're talking about returning to the new normal of school online this term during the COVID-19 lockdown, or Rahui. We're entering a new era for New Zealand education, and we're all learning this together. Our guest today is Rowan Teigl. Rowan has been a teacher and educator for 16 years, most recently a secondary school principal. Prior to this, as a professional development facilitator, she's worked with both primary and secondary schools around New Zealand on learning with digital technologies and future-focused inquiry and innovation. Joining us today is the director of What If PLD and as a well-being facilitator for the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience, she shares her thoughts with us about the new normal for teaching and learning online. Kia ora, Ron. We're delighted to have you with us. Welcome to Bringing Wellbeing for Life. Kia ora, Adrian. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's um, a really interesting time for us to have a conversation. I kind of don't even know what to say, but let's just crack into it because that's certainly what all of the educators and students around the country are doing at the moment. Absolutely. So what do you think some of the challenges might be for teachers transitioning to online learning? Um, Look, there are so many challenges everyone's facing at the moment, and I think that one of the biggest ones is just feeling so much pressure um, from so many different angles. Um, You know, time pressure, you know, the days uh, seem to, in one extreme, just disappear and you don't know where they've gone. In the other extreme, they drag uh, so much. And it's just trying to um, balance everything, fitting everything in, the parenting, the teaching, um, you know, exercise and nutrition, all of these things that we know we're meant to be doing and just packing that all into a day um, can be a, a real challenge. Um, I think that people often feel pressure of other people's expectations, whether or not they're real or perceived. Um, just thinking about what other people might be expecting from you. You know, as a teacher, you might have, um, you know, expectations on you from your leadership at your school. Um, as a parent, um, looking to other people's families and, and what they're doing and feeling the, um, the pressure there. Sometimes we're our own worst critic and we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves um, that, you know, often isn't actually that necessary um you know and I guess that sort of brings me to think about um you know that sort of upward comparison uh, challenge as well but there's a lot of things going around on social media at the moment people sharing resources people sharing all of the um you know teaching tips that they have and the things that they're doing and that can create a lot of pressure for people to compare themselves with what others are doing and put you know even more pressure on themselves to try and um meet you know that sort of level of expectation that they have upon themselves right um, the time to read all of the resources that are suddenly being presented oh, to teachers 
I know. I think that's another challenge is just, you know, everyone's being so helpful, which is amazing. You know, lots of people are coming together as a community of educators and parents and sharing all the resources until it's actually become quite overwhelming. Um, And you just can't read it all and you can't watch it all and you can't do it all. And I think it'll be really important for people to just take a breath and go, I like this one and I like this one. I'm just going to try these for now and just, you know, be be kind to yourself. You do not have to be a super teacher and a super parent right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess I think, what's really defining of where we are is the uncertainty of how this is going to go because we've never done it before. So what do you think the challenges with the students might be? Um, I think that, you know, for the students, I mean, just basically to begin with, um, many of them may not have the technology yet or, you know, the capability to communicate um, in the way that you might like to initially um, and that there's going to be a lot of uh, challenges around, you know, whether or not students will be able to be online with you at the same time, um, you know, working at how you're going to do things asynchronously or, you know, pre doing some pre-recorded material to share with students or how are you going to communicate. Um, That might be a stress for them and for teachers and parents as well. Um, And I guess the main rule of thumb I'd be thinking is just keep it as simple as possible. Um, If you know everyone's accessed emails before, then just start with an email message. Um, You know, checking in and saying, look, let's try this. We'll try this one thing. Um, And, you know, see how many people can, can join you that just try and keep it as simple as possible I think um, so and again I think technology will be a real challenge for young people especially teens around uh, you know social media as well and just you know they will be spending way more time on technology we all are um, and that you know can lead to again um, spending a lot more time socializing on social media which can, can have its pros and cons mm-hmm. Yeah. So in thinking of how we can support our teachers moving forward, um, how can we avoid as teachers reinventing the wheel during this time? Um, It's a change of format in terms of the delivery of education, but how can we keep this, like you say, as simple as possible? Yeah, um, you know, I was thinking about this uh, challenge and realized that actually um, the wheel's been reinvented for us, <laughs> whether we like it or not. Um, and so, but it's, you know, as you say, how can we use this and do this as simply as possible, um, especially in the early days? And I think that, you know, if you think about it, actually there have been a lot of people who have been doing online learning and teaching for a really long time. There have been distance courses, uh, you know, in New Zealand as well. For example, Massey University is a good example of, you know, people who have been teaching online for a very long time. And uh, Tekura and a lot of places around New Zealand have been running online courses. So the, there is information out there on how to teach and learn effectively online. And if there's something that you are going to decide, you know, to, to research or Google, I'd maybe have a look at, at that. You know, people have been doing this before and you can pick and mix the best tips and tricks from them to utilise for yourself and just pick the simplest means as possible, you know, to try for yourself, I think. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, the the main thing for me would be trying to, to support ourselves in this, you know, crazy time to just work smarter rather than harder, you know. So just do use the most efficient means as necessary to get 
you know, information back and forth and to communicate with each other back and forth, um, you know, as simply as possible. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that um, during this time when we're actually managing a major health crisis and, and managing having our families at home, that we actually need our extra time not to be staying up late and marking and figuring out the digital technologies, but we do need to be looking after our well-being. And, of course, that's the mm -hmm. physical well-being and getting enough sleep. But it's also the emotional and psychological well-being because, of course, that's going to impact the people in our bubble and the people we're trying to influence outside of our bubble. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. This is a, um, if you like, a slow-release trauma that we're all going through, you know. Um, the initial trauma was quite, you know, um, surprising to us all, but then it's it's ongoing, you know, and so everyone's going to be always more tired than they usually are, more stressed than they usually are, and so as you say, I think, you know, it's right. Everything that we do needs to just try and be simple, um, you know, expel or expend as, as little energy as possible and just be kind to ourselves and each other yeah so what advice do you have for teachers and leaders this term um i think as everyone's probably already experiencing it's going to feel a bit messy um but that's for everyone so you're not the only one in that boat um messy is part of the new normal uh we're all learning as we go and um and actually i was going to recommend a book that maybe people can either purchase online or read after we get out of lockdown but it's a great book by tim harford and it's called messy um which you know talks about being able to to function within a certain amount of messiness, which actually often leads to creativity and innovation. So this could be, you never know what comes out of um, a time like this. People could end up, you know, um, being at their most creative from time to time. Mm -hmm. um, but don't expect it to be all the time, that's for sure. Um, so I guess, you know, following on from that, I'd say consistency and simplicity are going to be really important so working out with your teams what are our consistent approaches going to be to um, communicating with students and families what is our system going to be so that we all do something similar so we don't maybe stress out our, our students and families around you know different way too many different ways of communicating and sharing information or materials they might need um, so doing it the same as each other and keeping it as simple as possible um, will be really key um, and I guess um, finding a way especially maybe in secondary schools as well for just checking how much work is coming at students um, because when you're in your own little bubble going okay well this is what I'm going to do with my English class or my biology class um, we you know and if everyone's doing that we could end up overloading and overwhelming our students so it'd be a good idea for leadership teams or um, heads of learning teams to work out how they're going to check and know um, how much work students are getting and achieving and whether that's, um, I know some schools are, have put together a quick Google site for students to access all of their different subjects learning through the one main portal, if you like. Um, but whatever it is, I think that's going to be quite important too. Um, and of course, the other really important aspect will be just checking in on uh, how teachers and students are faring with their well-being. So working out, well, how are we going to check in 
with people? Are we still going to have like a whānau time or a form class meeting of some kind to check in? Um, what if, you know, the odd student is experiencing um, some anxiety or, you know, when they normally might have had a, a visit to their dean or their counsellor, um, what are your equivalents going to be for, um, you know, for the online situation and the same for staff as well you know we all have our good and bad days and so working out systems for staff to check in with leadership or with a buddy or with their team leaders to just all keep their finger on the pulse with how people are feeling is going to be important I think. Well, we know from the well-being research, but of course from education as well, that it, relationship is everything, that that mm-hmm. is the number one predictor for well-being at any point in your life, but it's also really the determining factor about education. Everyone who has the internet has all of the world's information at their fingertips, but that's not necessarily what education in school is about. So we really need to use those relationships to harness that curiosity so we we can use these phenomenal resources or our students can use these phenomenal resources in front of them. So keeping that in mind, how can teachers and school leaders build relationships using this new medium? Because our traditional methods of having a chat and smiling and having a joke and, and, and actually being in each other's space is not really with us. So how do we build connection? Yeah, um, I, I totally agree with you. And in fact, it's more important than ever now when everyone's isolated in their bubbles. The connection and relationship, that feeling of rapport and human connection is going to be even more important. Um, I think utilising your online synchronised sort of face-to-face you know, Zoom chats or Google Hangouts or whatever you're using as the means of relationship building and connecting will be the most important. And transmitting learning or, um, you know, curriculum materials can be done, you know, by pre-recorded video or by, you know, sending through documents or whatever it may be. And I think, or um, in smaller, you know, tutorial sessions if you need. Um, I think the, the time that you have available to be online live should be, prioritizing those relationships and connections and I think just be authentic and being real is what people need to see right now Um, they need to see that not everyone is um, feeling amazing and on top of the world and on top of everything and you know um, just sharing you know going through your through your class and sharing you know one good thing or you know one kind of bummer of a thing or an average thing that's happened and and how you've gotten through it um, is really important to um, sharing coping strategies and you know things like that and that that makes things feel more authentic and real again because that's what you would do in a classroom yeah yeah, and I know from the research that I've been doing that really that sense of belonging in school um, is really you know one of the many things that contributes to to resilience so yeah how do we build that sense of belonging um, when we're not physically there? So it's this idea that, okay, we're, we're socially distancing but not emotionally distancing, and, and how do we do yeah. that um, yeah. in, in a you school sense as well? That, yeah, and one of the most basic things you can do is when people log into their Zoom meeting and you've got, you know, these 30 little squares of faces in your screen, you know, greet every person as they come online, you know, so that everyone feels seen and acknowledged that they're there, Um, you know, at a very, very minimum, that's a great way to start every meeting is just, you know, saying hi, everyone getting to respond hi or, you know, say hello to people, Um, you know, sharing 
you know what's what's on top for them um, and you know if you are doing this with a staff uh, and quite often you know staff rooms can you know have up to from 40 to 100 or more staff members and that's a bit challenging to go around a group of people live online but what you can do is have something like a, a live document like a Google Doc or your OneNote if you're a 365 school where, where um, teachers or students can type in you know what's going on for them and people can be looking at that and reading while um, you know others are checking in so you can sort of double up like that and it's just another way for people to connect and have some fun you know I mean people I know have been having you know great ideas for um, you know having formal Fridays like people have been dressing up with you know black tie or or you could have um, you know people dressing all in one color to see if you can get a whole rainbow in your class going or something like that so um, you know thinking of, of activities where people can bond in that way is really cool um, and allowing the students to come up with ideas I mean this will give them some feeling of power and control back in this crazy out of control kind of situation where so many of the decisions are out of our hands and we have to rely on people and government to make all of these decisions for us um, giving students some you know control to come up with a list of ideas for how they think it would be fun to um, build relationships and reconnect again would be you know a great thing to do for them. Absolutely I think that building um, that autonomy but also that responsibility that these it's not just about the teacher creating a sense of belonging that these students need to feel like they belong to each other and and how do we encourage that. And I guess the difference uh, between learning online or learning from one of the, you know, television channels that is now available, um, showing up, I suspect, for students will be about being seen and heard. And when yeah. students feel heard and seen, um, they might keep coming back because that's the, that's the point of difference I think teachers can offer in this media. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my son had his uh, first Zoom meeting with his class this morning, and he was very excited. He's six, very excited to have a, a meeting on Zoom. He felt very important. Loved seeing himself in the little square and seeing all of his friends and just being able to go around, and they, they shared what they'd done over Easter. They got to wave and smile at each other, and his face just lit up. And honestly, um, that half-hour class meeting he had today was all he needed. He feels like he's back in touch with his friends again, he was so excited to see his teacher again and I think she did an amazing job at just re-establishing that connection and that's honestly all you need to do. Mm -hmm. So in summary what do you think the key ingredients uh, are for schools to ensure successful learning this term? Um, I think number one would be high tolerance, low expectations. Um, you know, we're all new at this, um, so just take a deep breath. Things are going to stuff up. Things are going to go wrong for everybody. Things aren't going to go perfectly. There is no perfect. There's just real. Um, and so let's just roll with it. So high tolerance, low expectations. Um, I would say establish some basics. So just a really simple routine is really reassuring for people. If it's always, you know, you send out the email about next week on Friday and or, you know, you have certain um, routines for, you know, when you Zoom and when you send out materials, that people like that. You know, we're all creatures of habit. Um, 
don't reinvent the wheel that's already been reinvented for us, but, you know, use that pick-and-mix approach. Um, there's plenty of people who have done this before that are sharing resources out there. Um, try and avoid being overwhelmed by it, but do use other people's tips and tricks so you don't have to sit there all night agonising over it yourself. Um, I would say fail forward. Uh, you know, so things aren't going to work. Just model being a lead learner. Uh, for your for your students, for families and things, you know, people will um, appreciate that and they'll have high tolerance for that as well because we're all new. Um, practice self-compassion. You're only human. Uh, be kind to yourself and have some fun. You know, build those relationships. Try and relax through it. We will get out the other side of this. Yeah, that's a really nice summary of, of the ideas and, and ideologies you've shared with us. So what's your go-to strategy for boosting your well-being when you're feeling frustrated or down? Because I imagine that's, that's probably pretty important at the moment, managing our own well-being. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I do make time for it every day. Um, I love to go for a walk. So even if it's pouring with rain or it's really windy, I get out there with my raincoat on and um, power up the hill behind our house um, and lots of other people are doing the same thing so it's actually quite a nice way to see other human beings out there um, so going for a walk I love listening to podcasts and I actually love listening to this one so I feel very lucky to be a guest on it um, so going for a walk and listening bringing, listening to bringing well-being to life is actually um, one of my well-being strategies so yeah it's my go-to Right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Rowan. Um, if you'd like to learn more about reimagining teaching and learning, go to whatifpld.com. If you'd like to learn more about well-being, initiatives in schools and the wider community, you can follow us at the NZIWR on Facebook and bring well-being to life on Instagram. Um, take care. Hang in there. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Kakite. Okay.